Hello, hello, and welcome again to This Remote Life. I'm Irene, your host, and this is another episode where we interview an entrepreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, someone who is living this remote life. Okay, hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you um, for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you and it's a pleasure to, well, introduce you. But why don't you do that? Why don't you tell us a bit about you and your business? So um, my name is Crystal Clark. I am a uh, private chef and I specialize in like small, intimate dining. Uh, my business is called Food Saucy and it's an experience. Um, it starts with... Uh, you know, I come to your your establishment, your home, or your rental property, and I set a whole um, the the whole setting. So I bring china, I bring um, all the glassware, the flatware. Yeah, it's a um, for me, it's more about the uh, the luxury. I want to sell something that's a little bit more of a memory, and it totally. Uh, what you said it's an experience it's the full experience and it's a luxurious experience so that is so awesome yeah you're greeted at the start of my experience you're greeted with like a a, a warm towel that's infused with essential oils and a complimentary glass of champagne uh we we don't um always offer alcohol it's totally up to the guests but i do partner with a local sommelier here in the city of boston so we can upgrade to different wine pairings and have we can also bring in mixologists it's it's a whole unique experience that is curtailed to the client that is so cool so how did you come up with this idea how did you start this Ah, uh, wow. Um, well, 20 years in the culinary industry. I mean, I started in restaurants and resorts and um, I've lived now in seven states and five countries. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And and somewhere around along the line, you know, I knew I didn't want to go back into restaurants and I discovered the yachting industry. Oh. Um, yeah. And so the yachting industry is a, um, it, the glamorous side is a little bit unknown. I mean, we we put a lot of effort into um, giving an experience to our guests over, you know, a week period. So my concept is taking that same style of service and just doing it for one evening. Okay, that is so, so basically, even if someone hasn't been on a luxurious yacht, they can have that experience with uh, with you. Exactly. Yeah, you know, fine china, beautiful tablescapes. Um, I offer live music as well. We partner with a, um, a local entertainment agency here in Boston. And so we have access to all styles of artists. And that, you know, kind of makes it even more special. For it's sure. A, it, yeah, the momentum is crazy because I've been here for a week and everyone wants to know about my project. Well, I'm sure they do. I mean, it sounds like an amazing project. So that's that's awesome. Um, no, hold on. You said you've been in seven states and five countries. I need to know more about this. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I was brought up in a military family. So, I mean, it just happened. It, it was it felt natural for me to continue moving. Um, I after running my own restaurant for about four years in Long Beach, California, I, I sold everything and bought a backpack and went to Europe. Oh, come on. Um, 
Yeah, everything. I put, I sent like like five boxes to my parents' house of like, you know, keepsakes, but um, it was like a going out of business sale. Uh, and with determination, I knew exactly what I wanted to do in, in Europe. And it was to hone my craft by way of um, working on farms, working in, ven- in at vineyards, you know, learning about where, where all of our grapes come from and, and some of the ingredients. And I spent about four years backpacking through Europe, exchanging my cooking services in, in exchange for an education. Um, that is it, fantastic. That, I always call it my like, culinary p- pilgrimage because it, it was a pilgrimage. It led me to this point. <laughs> but uh, hold on. So how does someone who has their own restaurant in California make the decision to just sell everything and, you know, go go on that pilgrimage very much like you said? So was there was there something that pushed you towards that? Was it the working conditions? Was it the need to learn more? Was it the nomadic um, style? I think it was a little bit of all of that, to be honest. You know, when you go from being an executive chef at the Pelican Hill Resort in Newport, California, mm-hmm. I managed six restaurants to running a restaurant. I mean, I thought I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, running my own restaurant, you know, we... 150 seats it wasn't large but um you know so much so much effort into the business and not enough into the food and I really missed the food and I felt um because it was a flip and I got it to a place that I was comfortable with and I got a good offer on it it just the timing um also I was a little bit pushed from a bad relationship and I, I hear that a lot with really strong women in, in entrepreneurial positions is that, you know, they ha- had no other choice. And, um, you know, at that point it was, it was, I wanted, I've dreamed about doing this for so long. Let's just do it because you, at some point you're going to be wasting your life. Oh, absolutely. With the, be it the wrong job or the wrong partner or, you know, whatever. Sometimes, yeah, I, I like what you said. Yeah, many strong women in business get to that point where they say, okay, you know, effort, I'm just going to do whatever feels right. And I want to focus on what you said. It was more about the business and less about the food, which I'm, I'm assuming is your passion, right? So, yes, this how- was also Sorry. 10 years ago. So, my mind is different now than it was then I've evolved and, and yeah, but go, go. Um, I would like to hear your, your question in that field. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering too, um, as someone with so much experience in, you know, the, as a restaurateur, um, at what point do you think it's more important to focus on the passion and not so much on the business and how can you manage an entrepreneurial endeavor without losing the passion point? So, I mean, you you have to decide what makes you happy. I mean, really, it's, and, and once you put your mind to it, I'm a huge believer in manifestation. And I know some people think, I mean, whether you call it manifesting or somebody puts it in a dream journal or, I mean, it's all the same thing. It's just setting your mind to something. And I mean, and I, my mom will tell many stories of me as a little kid with the, like, I've always been that way. So <laughs> it's, 
you, you know, you, you have to do what you want to do. And if you're not happy in what you're doing, then make, make a change, make a change. And I always stress that with young chefs as well is that, you know, it's, it's so important to find balance. And, you know, in my industry, you have 250,000 restaurant chefs and 15% of them are women. So it does get a little bit um, overwhelming because you're always having to be a strong woman. And that kind of also pushes me into my, like, you know, wanting to kind of take a break, rest my mind, figure out what the long-term goal was. And if I was going to live in Europe, any part of my, any part of my life, it was going to be then. Yeah. You know, the 20s. And, you know, this is a good, good point. How important, I mean, we all know that mental health and balancing, you know, work and life is important. So with such a demanding, you know, job in such a demanding field, how do you do that? What are your, what are your tips? What are your tricks? Um, never let them see you cry. Right. <laughs> I, you know, never let them see you cry. You know, it's always hard. It's even hard being a freelancer. There is no easy way out. I mean, it's hard working for somebody. It's hard working for yourself, you know, and what is more rewarding? And, you know, the, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it, it, it's what completes you, what makes you feel um, like you're giving back or you're participating in society in a positive way. And what I do, you know, it, it brings joy to people's lives. Oh, wow. um, there's nothing. Yeah, it's go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I agree with the with the joy because I can only imagine the experience that you offer. So how important is the positive feedback for you from your clients, you know? Um, I mean, it is really important. I, I do take, you know, back, back when I had a restaurant, you know, I took all of that stuff really seriously. And, and I think it kind of pushed my burnout, um, because I was always so worried about what, what they were going to think. And now, I mean, honestly, I'll tell you not to be, um, uh, what's the word, um, full of myself, but I don't have complaints. Yeah, but if it's I, I mean, yourself, of course. I've gotten super lucky. I don't, you know, I I know my clients. I connect with them. I I can I intuitively know what they're going to want before I even and it and it just comes naturally to me because it's it's what I was born to do. Okay. Um all right. Entrepreneurship not so natural. I have to work really hard at that. <laughs> Well, you seem to be managing perfectly well with both, you know, but at the same time, I mean, your approach to, you know, wor your working condition now is not, you know, traditional. So how do you manage the workload and, you know, the, the collaborations you have with the sommeliers and the live musicians and everyone? Because as a solopreneur or a freelancer, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you on that, but without reaping the benefits of being, let's say, a manager, right? I mean, eventually there will be a manager. And right now, because, yes, I am um, a, a startup, uh, the, the um, and it is a non-traditional approach because what I offer, you know, has many facets, but I'll tell you, my partners are, are friends and I chose my network very well. 
Um, I, I think Boston is the perfect city to launch this, you know, this idea, this concept, because the end goal would be a, a venue where, where we'd have an actual location where we rotate chefs in and out. Um, and I mean, as far as managing my balance with my, you know, I don't, my team, like I said, are my friends, but my actual team mm-hmm. is my client. All right. You know, I love that. That's the person I have to manage. And that's, <laughs> and let's be real. Yeah. And that's not easy. No, what they want or they think they know what they want. Oh, there's that too. So it's, it's delicate. It's very delicate. You know, you have to be a people person. You have to be, um, a psychology goes into, t- in, you know, like know who you're dealing with. And a lot of my clients are high net worth. Um, you know, uh, and that is another genre of person, um, which is some genre of person that I don't come from. So I have to learn how to get through that world. Um, and (laughs) it, it works. I'm good at it. You know, I'm a people person and because I moved so much and was raised in a military family taught me from a young age to make new friends. So, you know, Working with my client, it's it's kind of, you know, leading them in the right direction and making those decisions kind of for them. Totally. And I'm guessing you also have a multicultural experience when it comes to dealing with people. And so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I work with a lot of French people <laughs> and I love I love French people. And I lived in Spain and I lived in France. But I'll tell you, and especially in Boston, there's just so much culture here and it. I thrive on it because I, I love, I love, I know people say that generalizations are, um, are not good, but sometimes they're hilarious. And, you know, I mean, just talk to somebody from Southie, like, like born and raised. It's just the, the own it, own who you are and embrace it. So when I have clients that are English, I always ask them, do you want me to do, um, you know, uh, bangers for breakfast? You know, do you miss home? Like I always try to connect with wherever they're from with their cuisine. That is sweet. Even with British people. I mean, I would, I would expect you to say something like beans on toast, but I'm happy you did it. Well, yeah, no, Um, I like, I like, you know, because the bangers, you have that beautiful egg and it, and it's a weird dish because they just dip little pieces of bread into the egg, but the presentation of it, you know, I can I can top it with caviar. I can make it look beautiful. So it's a little bit more refined than the beans and toast. <laughs> and uh, and I love that you said, you know, the, the phrase, the key phrase, I think for me would be, do you miss home? So that also circles back to the whole, the, the fact that you're offering an experience, a luxurious experience, and you can make someone feel, you know, that they're not far away or for someone who wants to maybe they can travel through your service so that's pretty awesome that's pretty awesome that's something I offer too for my overnight um my overnights I have another part of my business where I have a um a Ford Transit luxury like camper van where I drive to their rental properties and most of them are like beachfront um you know the outer banks or in the mountains in North Carolina and they want me to cater for them for the week um and and so this part of my dining when it's multi-day we we always do a tour of the world (laughs) and it 
And then that's really exciting because I can also get them involved with like, you know, spring roll classes or, you know, we're going to make a, a pasta class because they want to do Italian for one night. So it it's a little, it's another little facet of my business that is also untapped in this, you know, culinary world. All right. And so you definitely, I mean, with that, you're sort of between a van lifer chef and um um, you are remote at this moment, aren't you? Um, I am. I'm, I've set up my business. This I got here this week to Boston. So um, for the season, I will be servicing the New England area uh, it, with a focus on Boston. Um, this, you know, this place has so much potential and this concept doesn't exist here yet. So I really want to you know, see how far I can go with that in this location. But I do service nationwide, you know, if I'm if I'm asked. All right. That's that's awesome. So what do you like? I mean, what do you enjoy about your remote life? The freedom, yeah. you know, the freedom. It's, you know, I can make this call with you. I have that, you know, that option to take a lunch with the Boston Business Women's Networking Group. You know, if I was working full time in a in a a restaurant or a resort or you know whatever catering company, what other you know jobs that are full time in my in my industry, but I would be always answering to a boss. Yeah, but as a freelancer, I make my own schedule, and I think that is it, for me at least that is the biggest appeal to being a freelancer it has a bunch of negatives for sure but the freedom and flexibility I think it's the best thing you can have so I mean that and it's really all about your mental health you know I'm doing the same amount of work that I would if I was full-time I've just chosen when and in and where I want to yeah produce that yeah for sure uh, I mean, working freelance as well is, you know, you're still working for someone, which is kind of why I'm making that jump to business owner, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, pushing my freelance, my freelance work into a different category. I think this particular industry and chefing is prime for that kind of jump. Like, I think it's a lot easier. Um, to jump into into the business owner because you're really just funneling the funds in a different way. Yeah, I see. I see. So uh, what are the biggest challenges that you have right now before you make the jump or while you're contemplating, you know, this jump? Um, well, the jump, this jump is in motion. So everything's like all, you know, everything's been, everyone's been hired. Um the business has been set up, uh, you know, so that is in motion. But for me with freelancing and working as an independent contractor, I mean, my biggest struggle is, is hustling. And I have a lot of repeat clients. So a lot of times I'll, I'll go eight months without having to hustle and my clients will call me. And then all of a sudden it'll be quiet for like three months. And, and, and I'm like, what's going to, you know, may, Maybe two months I can go before I'm like, I need to work. <laughs> you get where's all the work? Yeah. yeah. You're like, what's happening? I thought I was, you know, I thought it was it. Where's where's the business? It's just there's yeah. quiet time, you know, and it's like the restaurant industry. My my busiest time of year is November, December, and January because of the holidays. Yeah. 
So you come in to like May and June and it's quiet. And you're like, hmm, this is the perfect opportunity to set up a business. There you go. Yeah. But I'm guessing now that you're, you know, uh, by the coast, you probably will be busy for the summer, right? I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I've got bookings uh, stacking up right now. I've got a lot of inquiries. Um, I think, too, you know, tomorrow I'm attending a really uh, high-end event in uh, for Burgundy Wine. Um, a lot of really um, special people in the city who are very influential in importation of wine and, the you know, our industry here. So I think that there'll be a lot of work to blossom from this event. Uh, this this city really runs on networking and I've worked here before I, I spent, you know, my college years here. So I have a background and I know what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of hustling. All right. All right. Um, since you do mention the hustling and the, you know, the generality of hustle culture, do you feel that it's, you know, do you feel it's debilitating sometimes overwhelming? Do you enjoy it? I mean, where do you stand on hustle culture? Um, I enjoy it because I enjoy motivation. I think and if I, and I feel tired, I have a couple of podcasts go to like, let me listen to this 15 minutes and go for a run. Um, I'm also very athletic. Uh, I have other, I'm a kite surf instructor as well. I have other hobbies. So I keep really active. So I think when you're hustling in your work life, if you keep pushing yourself in your personal life and you keep balance between the two, you're you're not going to get tired of of feeling successful. Successful feeling success is like um and and it's one of those things that's contagious. Yeah. And and addictive. And you're surrounded by successful people, all you want to do is be on their level or, you know, you feel inspired. So it's for me, I enjoy it. It does get tiresome. And the tiresome part of it is not the actual networking and talking to people. It's more of the, the, the paperwork and the sitting at a computer and being on social media all day. Um, and all of those things will be solved by hiring the right person. Um, but you know, everything's in, in steps. That is cool. And since you do mention social media, so if someone wants to experience, you know, your service, how do they reach you? Um, so I I have a website. It's uh, foodsaucy.com. On the website uh, this week, there's a, um, I hired a digital assistant that is going to embed a HoneyBook booking system I'm very excited about using this platform. I don't know if you've ever used it before. Um, um, HoneyBook? I don't think so. No? Well, it, it's all automated. It's They also are a small business. I mean, I, I'm a big advocate for trying to find, um, you know, my, my digital assistant is a small, is a female-run business here in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I'm, you know, I really try to work with people who believe in my vision. And um, and when you go to my website, there'll be a scheduler and it tells you exactly how the whole process happens. So as soon as you decide you want to do an event, 10 people on this date, it sends me an email and I'm sorry, it sends a client an email asking at what time would you like to schedule a call? You know, you, it's all automated. 
Um, it'll also accept credit card payments and split checks. Um, everything would be done, contracts, everything will be done um, through this software. And uh, I think it will actually, you know, it's going to be like a cutting edge software for this style of business. That is cool. And, and it sounds easy. So, you know, no, not many phone calls, not many trying to arrange. So I, I like the automation for that part. Uh, how far ahead? Yes, and it's, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, how far ahead should someone, you know, book you? Like, do you do um, weekend events? I would say a month in advance. Um, maybe, you know, it, it like this coming summer, um, I would say I'm booking about on weekends a month in advance. Um, weekdays, like Thursdays or Wednesdays, probably a week in advance. Um, I mean, it just depends because these events are so sporadic and it's an anniversary or birthday um, and they want to have it on the exact date and not necessarily weekend. So, um, you know, I, I think you get, an you get access to my availability when you go to the website. All right. Okay. So anyone who's, you know, in, who's looking forward to that, and I'm one of them, uh, should just go to your website and just, you know, have everything, everything's there. Yeah. 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 So you've, you know, if you're like, oh, I want to do it on June 19th and you it, like, I'm busy on June 19th, you wouldn't even be able to select it. You couldn't even go forward. You'd say to your, 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 your guests like, oh, June 19th is not an option, but what about this day? So you're picking the date you have that all set. And then once we have our initial conversation, I send you the contract, a deposit is made and the date is saved. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it making the deposit, it protects the client and myself, you know, and, uh, it, it's very easy. That is awesome. Okay. Easy, simple, and to the point for, for a very, uh, cool, luxurious experience. And, uh, one last question. Do you, uh specialize in a certain cuisine like you you did mention france and spain or do you do everything um i do i i mean i personally can cook everything global cuisine but for my business i'm i'm not really specializing in indian food even though i love it um my you know my style is kind of a Japanese Asian influence, but always with a French plating. Um, we do some molecular gastronomy. We probably will do more in the future. Uh, I have a whole um, test kitchen being built at the moment. So, you know, as, as my business gets bigger, so will the food. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what about gluten-free, vegan, and, you know, different types uh of diets? Yeah, I, I can accommodate for all of that. Um, one of my partners is vegan in this, you know, in in this business. So we we always, um, you know, come up with a vegan dish nice. that is not just a plate of vegetables. You know, I really try to push my creativity in that in that range, and I want somebody to have a a meal that is as satisfying as somebody sitting next to them. And actually, I try to make it look just like. You know, if I'm doing scallops, then I do roasted parsnips for the vegan dish. You know, I try to make them look um, identical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's exciting for a vegan yeah. consumer. I'm telling, I, I am a vegan. So, you know, it's very uh, important to feel honored and the whole thing. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, well, it also, 
exclude your friend that, you know, if you want to do an event and it's a birthday and you're like, oh, but there's one, one of us is vegan, you know, that's, you know, that's limiting my availability to be able to actually book work. So for, for my, for advice to my industry, it is only beneficial to us to embrace all the diets. Absolutely. And we want fine dining as well. So yay. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, we could even do a whole vegan meal event. <laughs> Indeed. So thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your experience and your business. It sounds awesome. Um, anyone who's listening and interested, I will link your uh, website and your social media in the episode description so they can get in touch. Beautiful. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Me too. It was a pleasure. <laughs>